Okay. Thank you. Welcome back. This is Trick Talks, and today we're interviewing Anna Moore. So I'm hoping that this time it goes smoothly and I'm able to have her join us. I'm sorry, I don't know why this is not letting me add you in. Let's see. Yes. Okay, now I see a request. Okay. I think I just have to do that next time. I'm not good at this. Hey! Oh, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Well, thank you. Look at us, headband twins. I know. Great minds think alike. I'm so happy to meet you and talk to you. Very nice to meet you virtually. Thank you for having me. Of course. Do you want to get started? Yes. Yes, I'd love to. Okay, perfect. So can you give us a little background about your trichotillomania? Yes. So my diagnosis, I guess, if you will, started when I was four years old. Um, I was in pre-K and my teachers um, asked my parents to have a conference with them because they noticed I was pulling out my eyelashes and dropping them on my desk whenever I was done with work. <laughs> and my teachers, they're both like, what is going on with this child? So they requested a conference with my parents and my parents had no idea that I was doing this at school, but they had noticed that my eyelashes were very, very, very thin. So my parents first, step was taking me to my pediatrician and that's where my doctor told my parents this is actually this is actually a condition and it is called trichotillomania wow how has your trick progressed over the years have you always stayed with eyelashes have you gone anywhere else um it has it's definitely ebbed and flowed um as a child there were more distractions i think emotionally because I had a very good childhood, you know, and my parents did everything in their power to keep me busy and keep me from plucking. But the older I got, the more in tune with my body I got, I realized that it was a form of like stress relief for me. So I, I decided, you know, um, it feels very good and it feels very relieving for me to pull my eyelashes. But then it became a struggle, like aesthetically, I was like, oh my gosh, all my girlfriends have eyelashes and I don't. So then it became like a self, you know, deprecating thing and so honestly it's gotten harder the older I, you know I've become um and I definitely had more of my eyelashes and I had my eyelashes for a longer period of time as a child compared to now as a young adult mm -hmm. have you ever met anyone with trick like in real life when you were younger or even older you may be surprised a lot of people are when they find out my boyfriend actually has trichotillomania as well yes and <laughs> father actually my boyfriend and his dad have trichotillomania of their neck hair and their chin hair 
So they pull out their hair with a tweezer, like using a little mirror, or my boyfriend will even ask me to pluck his neck hair. And for me, it's very satisfying. I'm like, yes, of course I will. But the, I've never returned, you know, the, the request. I've never asked him because I'm, a, I'm very, very private. I've only ever pulled my eyelashes in front of myself. Yeah. Um, but my, my boyfriend and his dad actually have trick and they are the only people in real life that I know with the condition. Wow. And, you know, I recently I met someone who has trichotillomania tendencies, but like I'm going to be 30 soon and I have yet to like really hug someone and say, wow. hey, you have trick too. You know, yes, it's it's definitely something that you can only relate with them on like such a specific level. Mm -hmm. I know my friends who don't have trick don't completely understand it, but they're very supportive, you know, and they try. Mm -hmm. What inspired you to be so open about trick online? Well, I'm very open about everything online. I am not a closed book. I love to share every kind of aspect of my life. Um, more recently, that has been therapy and, you know, receiving help emotionally for things that happen as a teen. Um, mm -hmm. But trichotillomania specifically, um, my grandmother actually had trick. And she didn't tell my mom until I was much older. Actually, none of us knew that she had it. Not even her, her own husband, my grandfather, did not know. And she had trichotillomania all over her body. And um, as far as like arm hair and leg hair goes, like she, she really pulled out every single hair on her body and she wore wigs. And we knew she wore wigs, but we had assumed it was because of cancer. Mm -hmm. um, and she wore false eyelashes, but we had also assumed that was because of cancer. Um, but she told my mother, no, actually I have the condition and it's genetic, so now Anna has it. Um, and my parents were like, okay, well, well, here's an answer because they really had no idea where it came from and so mine being genetic came from my dad's mom wow and she was not open about it actually she cried when she told my mom she said i've never told anybody this like her her mother her, her sister no one knew that my grandma had it wow and that's so powerful that she's able to now speak with you yes how does it feel being able to talk to i mean your boyfriend and and his dad but your actual grandmother about this she um, is not alive today. Sorry, I forgot to mention that. She passed away in 2013. And it was really great for a couple of years, though, for us to relate on that level. Um, she actually was the first person I knew with Trick before my, you know, boyfriend and his dad. Um, but she did take me shopping for false eyelashes. And she told me, this is the glue. You put it on the strip. Or you can um, put the glue directly on your eyelid. And I still use that method today. Oh, I see my friend Joyce. Hi, Joyce. <laughs> so, yes, I use, I have fake eyelashes on now, too. I put it on the strip. Can you tell me how you put it on the actual lid? Like, I... Yeah. I'll tell you, um, one of the first reasons I started doing that was because my grandmother told me it is a stronger adhesive for her. This was, this was for her, and she said that she would actually use, like, some kind of, like, she was really into pottery. She would use some kind of pottery glue before actual eyelash glue was accessible to her. Oh. I know. And I was like, girl, is that even safe for your eyes? Or <laughs> She told me, really, when she was a, an adult and she didn't have eyelashes, she had to figure out something. Mm -hmm. um, and she said, long, you know, long eyelashes back in the 60s, they were really not natural looking. And she said she would have to trim them herself and really make them into what she wanted. Mm-hmm. Speaking of being like, you know, ingenious with, you know, covering things up, what are some things that you've done to kind of mask or hide your areas of missing hair? Um, 
Definitely. Okay, so this is a good question. In middle school, when mascara was like in every girl's little purse and every girl's little pencil case, I was like, oh my god, I literally don't have this luxury of wearing mascara. So my mom took me shopping for eyeliner. And this is when I was like, hmm, maybe black is not for every occasion. So then I discovered like brown eyeliners, you know, things to help me with eyeshadow. And before I actually started wearing false eyelashes, which I wear regularly to work and everything. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I would say normally false eyelashes and then having like a multi-dimensional base down, like mm -hmm. eyeshadow and then an eyeliner and then a lash, depending on the occasion. Hey, mm -hmm. Max, thank you for tuning in. <laughs> yes, thank you. Um, how long would you say getting ready in the morning takes you. For me, I know I have to get up a little earlier to glue them on, you know, I can't just wake up and go. Like yeah. I used Absolutely, I will tell you, it takes me a lot longer than if I actually have my eyelashes, my, my natural lashes. I would say in order for me to look myself in the mirror and have everything even and me feel confident about the way I've applied my lashes for the day, it will take me anywhere from five to 10 minutes of solidly working on my lashes and making sure that I apply them from inner corner to outer corner the way I want them to. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure you know this as well, not uh, like, I feel like eyes are asymmetrical, which is a good thing to me, but mm -hmm. you have to apply each light, each lash differently because each eye is different. Mm -hmm. Yes. And some for me, like one will stand up really like flared out once more. I feel yes. And it can be Yes, some days I look like a Tim Burton character, 100%. <laughs> and I'm fine with that. You know, it's okay. Yes. Now, I really am dying to ask you about Vice Colombia and Vice Espanol. You had a Trick It to La Mania tutorial. Anyone who's watching who hasn't seen it, it's like the most beautiful, magnificent photo. Eyelashes are gone, but you have this beautiful white makeup. Can you talk to about that? Yes. Okay, so the photographer who shot... Vice Colombian and Vice Espanol. Um, she is actually one of the first photographers I ever worked with. Her name is Manuela Guerrera Montanez, and she is actually from Bogota, Colombia. She's one of the first photographers I've ever worked with when I began modeling back in 2013, 2014. I think that's when we first met in Atlanta. She was studying abroad in Georgia, but she's originally from Colombia. And we had connected and stayed in touch. And whenever we were in the same city, we would, you know, meet up and say hey to each other. She's very much like an older sister to me. And um, she was in Atlanta back in 2018. And she said, hey, um, I have a friend who's doing a mental health series over at Vice in Colombia, but it's going to be shared in Spain. It's going to be in every single Spanish speaking country. And she said, I thought of you immediately because I know whenever we've shot together, you've, you've either worn eyelashes or you haven't, but whenever you're working and, and you work so confidently with or without eyelashes, I think you'd be great for this mental health campaign. So we finalized dates. We got one of our um, mutual makeup artists. Her name is Piper Von Hohn. She's also in Atlanta um, and her mother is great. She and her mom are both amazing. Um, her mother's a photographer and she's a makeup artist. They're a great team. So we shot at Piper's house in Atlanta, uh, up in this like amazing studio room she has where natural light just is invasive during the day. It's so beautiful. And they were like, uh, we definitely don't want to wear false eyelashes for, for the majority of shots, but we, we want you to embrace, you know, the lashes and, and no lashes. 
And then they submitted it and it was published in December of 2018. And it, it was published mainly on Instagram and Facebook. And I got so many messages of people speaking Spanish. I had to translate a lot of those messages, but a lot of people in Spanish speaking countries have tricked too. And they were like, oh, this is so amazing. This is the first time I've ever seen representation. And I was like, listen, I don't see representation for trick much in, in America either, you know? So it was kind of cool to have that connection with them. I mean, when I saw that, I was completely blown away. You know, as a little kid, always kind of wishing, hey, there's someone that looks like me. Like, where can I find them? Yeah. And to have you in a magazine on Facebook, the internet, it's like a dream come true. Thank um, you. So, you know, thank you for that. That is amazing. How do you think your younger self would feel seeing, like knowing, you know, the struggle of trick when you were young, yeah. seeing that, seeing That's, your- No, honestly, I don't know if I take the time to like think about those kind of questions as far as, you know, reflecting on how far we've come individually. Um, I would be surprised, honestly, that I've been able to get this far with this condition because you know yourself, it, it really makes you feel like you're alone sometimes. And as a kid, being an only child, especially in my parents, not understanding the condition. Um, in fact, like I was spanked every single time I would pluck and that's how my parents thought helping me <laughs> go along with trick. That's how they thought it would help. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm getting punished for something I can't even help. Why are they spanking me when it's just an urge I have? It's like an irresistible urge. So from childhood Anna to now, I would be so proud and also so happy to know the community that I know today because there's many of us. It's a really special community. Oh, definitely. Um, when you first got into modeling, were you nervous because of the trick? Yes, absolutely. So my first mother agency, her, um, her name is Alexandra and she is a Russian agent from Ekaterinburg, Russia. And I was the only American signed in her agency. She and I met in Los Angeles. And when I first signed with her, my first booking was in China. And she said, Anna, before you go to China, I wanna let you know, you're gonna have to have all of your lashes because you cannot go there with, without any lashes. And I was like, oh my God, no, I have to grow all of my lashes up. <laughs> you know, it's a very competitive market and that will make you stand out, but not every single client is gonna wanna work with a girl who doesn't have lashes. And I, I'm like, that's understandable, I guess, for like e-commerce, commercial work I was doing, print work I was doing. Um, she's like, you're just gonna have to have them. Um, and so that really did kind of defeat my, my confidence there for a second. I did grow out my lashes and I kept my lashes while I was working in China, but it was hard, um, for sure. And, it, and some days it took all I had to not pluck my lashes for mm -hmm. the sake of booking a job. Right. Um, and so then I actually didn't have my lashes on my second job and she wasn't happy about it, but she said, okay, we'll work through this. And I worked just as much as I did in China. And this was in Greece, actually. So a little bit of a different market. And I worked just as well. And in fact, one of the agents, um, one of the agencies that I was working with in Greece, um, one of the clients requested me specifically because I had a different look. It's amazing. That's nice. I mean, I can't imagine getting the feedback of, hey, you better have them grown, you know, grown in by the time that's making me want to go right to oh. it. 
oh, trust me. I was like, oh, wow, they have to grow in two months or I'm not going to have a job. <laughs> yeah. It takes like six weeks, you know, to fully grow. I mean, it's ball for a while, you know. You know, yes. Yeah. <laughs> what are some things that you had to do in order to not pluck them out? That has changed over the years as a teenager. Um, I was really, really athletic as a child and a teen. My parents were both athletic trainers and they set me up to be an athlete in college. So working out was a part of my day-to-day -day life, running, softball practice, basketball, soccer, I mean, literally anything. Um, and that, that's not really who I am. I appreciate my parents' support and everything, but I'm not like a very sporty person to this day. Mm -hmm. um, so I would say, working out with my dad and having every kind of private lesson practice some kind of schedule around athletics you know really helped me get that energy out and most nights i was ready to walk in my room and pass out i was so physically exhausted um but then as i got older and i started diving into modeling and fashion and and you know a different hobby um for me now i actually wrote this down because i i thought about this earlier um i do other like body focused behaviors uh, for me that's like stretching or like meditating um i love organizing and deep cleaning you know things for like my mind and body to connect without it being so physical you know um that has helped me uh tremendously as i've gotten older that's great um now that we're in quarantine i know some states are different some countries are different how did that isolation affect you did you notice any like pulling worse what, oh, you know? it got very bad yes my poor boyfriend um, i'm very reclusive too when i can feel an urge coming um when my boyfriend would go to work because his job didn't require him to quarantine hmm. uh, i would be at home plucking hmm. almost every day any kind of new growth that would fill in less than a couple of hours i could feel it and it would be gone so quarantine was really rough for me. Um, for seven weeks, I actually was at home um, working from, from home and uh, I didn't have any eyelashes whatsoever. And I actually started working my way to my bottom lashes. And that's the first time I've ever done that. Oh, wow. Yeah, I, I don't know why with me, with my eyelashes as well, I know, you know, the top eyelashes I'm normally doing, but the bottom I don't typically do. I know I'm, you know, I run out and then I go there. Um, and so that is something that I, you know, when I see that happen, I'm like, okay. Yeah. And, and when I was in quarantine as well, like, I was like, no one's going to really see me. So that gave me that. Yes. Yes. Too. yes. Oh my, you know, um, who was the first non-family member that you told? Like maybe when you were little or a friend, can you tell us a little bit if you remember that experience? I touched on that too. That would be my inner closest circle of friends in elementary school and um this is a chance for me to really brag on my friends and they're all my friends today they have been so great at accepting and I, honestly i'm about to cry because literally they are so sweet and they're like my brothers and my sisters guys and girls that you know i told um i have this condition because as we started getting older third grade really second grade too kids would start asking, why don't you have your eyelashes? And um, before I could even get any word out of my mouth, my friends would be there to say, she has a condition called trichotillomania and they would pronounce it 100% correct. And I'm like, you guys, like, and you know, they were just so defensive for me because they know I was asked that so much. 
um, and they know that it really took a hit to my confidence as well. Um, and so I would say my friend Adelaide, my friend Kristen, um, my friend Phoebe, I told, mm -hmm. uh, my friend Sierra, I told. So there's really like four girls from childhood that knew immediately um, there's something different, but it's not something to shame her for. You know, it's, it's like there's something actually happening and you shouldn't make fun of her for it. That's amazing. Yeah, I see Joyce's comment. I stand Anna's friends. I do too. <laughs> amazing. That's wonderful. I know for a while I would kind of dodge those questions, but to be yeah. able to with people and they just say, hey, here's what it's called. You know, that is, that's extremely empowering. I'm so happy for you. That's Thank wonderful. you. Very grateful. I mean, I definitely, I wouldn't go to the extent of saying I was bullied long term, but there were definitely some children who were rude and, and tried to make me feel very bad about it. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. Now, I hope you don't mind, with your boyfriend, how did you have the conversation to find out you both had it? Was it kind of like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So this is a very funny question. Um, Caleb and Amine are friends of ours that we would hang out with in Atlanta. Um, Caleb is actually Taylor's childhood friend and, and Amine is Caleb's girlfriend and we were all hanging out one day at Caleb's house in Atlanta um, when I used to live there and the topic came up I think we were just talking about mental health Taylor and I had been dating honestly close to a year probably nine or ten months and the, the topic had never arisen I, I definitely knew it was a conversation for some day but not now and we were all talking about mental health and, and Amine um, is in, um, uh, she, she was in some kind of medical school there in Atlanta, like Emory, some kind of like program. And we talked about it briefly. Um, and then Taylor and I later that evening, he, I could tell he didn't want to let it go. He wanted to know more about that condition that he knew I had. And mm -hmm. I wore false eyelashes for the longest time in front of him. I would not have any kind of bald eyelids in front of him. I was like, this is my man. I have to be, you know, it, whatever. <laughs> so I broke down crying. I couldn't even stand up. I was on the floor, like hyperventilating. And he was like, it's okay. You're beautiful. And he like actually glad he actually grabbed my false eyelash and like ripped it off. He's <gasps> like, see you. And it, honestly, that's a little brave. I don't know if I do that to anybody with the condition, but he was like, let me see. We've been dating for like, whatever how many ever months and he's like, I know you have it and you're beautiful with, with or without eyelashes, you're beautiful. And so eventually after my episode, after my drama queen time, I stood up and I'm like, oh my God, you're right. So I went and took off everything, all of my makeup, you know, and we talked about it in Caleb's um, like enclosed patio for a long time, a couple of hours. Wow, that's, uh, that's, like a fairy tale story. Take them off, like you're beautiful. Like that's, I, like you said, that's brave, but that is, I mean, this shows how it feels about you. He's like, I love you for, you know. Yeah, and from that day forward, I felt completely comfortable in front of him. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's amazing, that's amazing. Now, have you learned, I know, you know, you're on social media. Yes. You know, you page, you your model page. Have you ever learned or have ever given anyone a, a trick tip, you know, something that might help them out on those days that they need it? Um, well, everybody that I talk to with trick always knows they can come to me when they're feeling some type of way, if they're feeling any kind of urge, come talk to me, you know, like, let's have a conversation. I definitely have my friends that I rebound off of when I'm feeling overwhelmed, like, oh my gosh, I'm about to do 
so much to myself, you know, if I don't talk to somebody. So besides being open to having a conversation with anybody, whenever they're feeling um, an urge, I think I wrote on here somewhere. What did I say? Oh, yes. Okay, so I said, reducing stress. It was school for me as a kid, but now it's like work and adult stuff in life that causes me stress that mm -hmm. makes me want to pull much, like, much more and more often. So I think I talk about and I harp on reducing stress in your life. And I would love to have this conversation with the people who do follow my social media and that I do talk to occasionally. Like, I hope that I, I talk about that enough and I really hone in on reducing stress so that it never really gets to that point. Mm -hmm. um, as for physical things, like when you actually want to pull, I have n been known to like lay down in the floor wherever I'm at and just like pause, you know, what mm -hmm. are the, what are you, what are you smelling? What are you seeing? What are you he like hearing? What are you feeling? Um, that has helped me in, in more situations than one. Um, but I think more than anything, and what helps me the most is reducing stress on a day to day basis so that it doesn't pile up and pile up. And then you're like, well, I know what I'm going to do tonight and, you know, pull out all of my lashes. Yes, that's great. And I, I hope anyone who's watching, you know, go to go see Anna and, you know, talk. Because one of the things for me as well is, is that talking, you know, especially someone who understands. Yes. As, as well as we do, you know. Um, let me ask you, when you do get into that episode and you're, and you're pulling, yes. what, what is a way that you snap out of it? Um, well, for one, I mentally think about the guilt that I'm going to feel afterwards. Two, I consider all of the progress I've made and how far I will have to go in order to get those lashes back. Mm -hmm. um, and honestly, I'm going to be real with you. When I get into an episode, it is very hard for me to stop until I've pulled nearly all of my lashes out. Um, there are a few times that I do stop and I think the guilt, you know, like I said, and the come down after I pull is is really triggering for me. And it makes me stop sometimes. Because um, I just don't like that feeling whatsoever. Because it's so satisfying when you're doing it. But then when you're done, you're like, dang it. Oh, my <laughs> God, why did I just do that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. I I've recently tried to stop doing this, but I would do like a cat and mouse like I would like pull and I would like look at it. Oh, no. Oh, that's smart. Yeah. But I mean, it's been like, you know, recently, I've had some eyelashes grow back, you know, knock on wood that I don't just pull them all out at night. But um, I saw one. Thank you. <laughs> I saw one that just bothered me. Like one just stuck out straight down. And I was like, you gotta go. And I knew I kept thinking about it, kept thinking about it. And I ended up pulling that one out. And I was like, okay, relax. Like, that's it you know, try to just focus on the one that like, you want, you know, hopefully, you know, like I said, I don't go and pull them all out. But aesthetically, when you have ones growing in, do you find yourself being like, I hate that one, you know? Oh, absolutely. In fact, I actually do that with my head hair as well. I'll show you. Um, so I actually don't, I like actively pull at all. But um, for instance, like if I'm parting my hair one way during the day, and there's one little coarse hair, <laughs> hair that doesn't match the rest of my texture, it has to go. 
And I don't know if I should attribute this to trick. I don't know if I should attribute it to actually having an obsessive, you know, compulsive mm -hmm. disorder. I don't know what to attribute it to, but definitely my eyelashes, even my eyebrows. And it's not even really like the stray ones. It's more of like what you're saying. It's like, are they a different texture? Are they pointing in a different direction? That definitely um, is hard for me to live with. Yes. Uh, the crinkly hair on the top, like you said, forget it. Like, I have to. They've got um, so trick is only, you know, one part of you. What are some other parts of you that we would like to know? Get to some nope. other parts of me. Like, are you for fun? You know, do you have any like favorite books, movies, hobbies, things like that? Yes. Okay. So I've always been into fashion. My parents raised me to be very athletic, to be very tomboyish, if you will, you know, and um, I actually had every single kind of ball and athletic equipment growing up but I never had like a Barbie I never had like a doll <laughs> that I played with like my parents would buy it for me if I asked but I felt like should I should I play with this or should I go practice on my you know my dribble for basketball you know I was so afraid like should I be playing with these things because my parents really wanted me to be athletic um so I've always been into fashion I love designers I love the fashion industry that's what got me into modeling um Outside of fashion, which I, I love reading up on blogs, I watch every single cruise show, every single runway show, every season. Um, definitely a connoisseur of fashion, even though I cannot afford everything I like. Uh, one day. One day. Yes, one day. <laughs> so in my freshman year of college in Atlanta, I was recruited for the rock climbing team for my height and my wingspan. I'm about 5'10 and um, just like a normal stature. And, and the coach was like, hey, have you ever considered climbing? Are you playing in uh, a sport here? And I said, no, I'm not. Uh, but what is the rock climbing team? It, it just caught my interest. And this was back in 2017. And um, I joined the team. Uh, and I was on I was on there for almost three years. And that was a really awesome experience. It's a hobby I have today, climbing. Mm -hmm. um, outside of that travel up until, you know, 2020. Um, I love traveling. I love different cultures, different foods. Um, my boyfriend is actually half Lao. His dad is from Laos. So, yeah, we have a very interesting, like, dinner every single week. You know, it, it's really fun. I love different cultures and languages. I was a linguistics major at first in college, and I know about about six languages, decently decently fluent, and, and I understand the basics of about six languages. So, that's yeah. That's that's about that's about it for me. I have to cap it on that. <laughs> that's perfect. I notice for myself when I'm away on vacation, you know, exploring new places, I'm not pulling as much. Yeah. Do you find the same? Yes, yes, absolutely. That is actually what helped me when I was modeling and when I, my when my schedule was very very busy. Um, I would not pull. And the same even goes for where I live currently um, with my work schedule, whatever Taylor and I have planned, if I have things planned with other friends. Sometimes if I'm so consistently busy, I will forget, you know, to even think about my eyelashes. And, and before I know it, a few weeks have gone by and I actually have, you know, some lashes coming in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's and, you know, it's always like you have a little anxiety when you come back from vacation. But I feel like for, you know, for me, for other tricksters, maybe it's kind of amplified. You're like, oh, you know, I'm kind of back into the swing of things. I'm hoping I can maintain that um, progress that I've had. I
Are there any locations where you pull, you find yourself pulling more? Yes. So one, I pull alone. I've already mentioned that I do not pull in front of anybody else. Um, two, it's always when I have downtime and I'm, when I'm feeling very stressed out and that is where um, I usually am in my bedroom. Like I said, I'm very reclusive when I want to pull. So I'll go into my bedroom, lay in my bed. The lights are low, you know. Sometimes I may be in my bathroom. I may be like picking at something else and then I'll be like, oh, there's a lash I don't like, you know, and, and it's not my, my um, bathroom. But I would say it's at home 99.9% .9 of the time. Um, what advice would you give maybe someone who kind of just started having trichotillomania? I would definitely advise them to educate themselves on the condition and understand that there's a community out there for them. Um, a lot of people, a lot of people, even on my YouTube channel, have commented and said, I didn't even know this was a real thing. Mm -hmm. And I feel so bad because I'm so, you know, I, I just feel so bad. I, I would hate to live in the dark, if you will. You know, I would hate to live not knowing that there's a whole community. There's thousands of us, you know, living mm -hmm. with the same condition. Um, so educate themselves being one and two learn how to love themselves despite the condition because this condition can make you feel very um, self-critical. So mm -hmm. loving yourself despite your tendencies, you know? Um, and of course we all do not want to pull out our hair, but, it, but understanding and loving yourself even, even when you do. Mm -hmm. One important thing um, I learned from, from Doreen, she said that, you know, wanting to stop so badly you know, makes it seem like it's something like super wrong. Mm -hmm. um, when we when we start to change our mentality about it, you know, we don't want to do it, but it's not like it's the worst thing ever. Sure. Having that positive self-talk. Do you have any like any mantras or anything that you say to yourself that kind of build you back up if you're feeling yeah. low? Yes, absolutely. When I'm feeling so bad about myself and, and sulking for lack of a better term, when I'm sulking about trichotillomania, I have to remind myself, if this is the worst thing that is happening to me right now, trichotillomania, if that's the worst thing, I have a lot to be grateful for. You know, that's kind of my mantra when I realize I have food on the table at night, I have a home, you know, I have friends, I'm, I have a means of income. It really grounds me and it makes me grateful that this is the only thing I'm worried about at this moment, you know? Mm -hmm. Definitely. Definitely. I saw a question earlier from someone in the chat, um, kind of talking about how you can, you know, manage your pulling or kind of like stop yourself from pulling. You know, I used to sit on my hands in the car because I would just constantly, you know, lean on the window. Is there something that you do that maybe might, you know, help manage that? Um, so like I mentioned earlier, reducing the stress in your life, but I feel like that's definitely more long-term. If you're wanting to pull right now and it's a short-term, um, uh, you know, thing to help you get get past this moment, I would recommend laying on the floor. What are your senses feeling? What are you touching? What are you hearing? What are you smelling? Um, that has helped me immensely, um, especially here at home. If I'm laying in my bed, it's a very good setup for me to just, you know, sit in my bed and use my fingers and pull out my lashes. But if I get up, walk around, lay on the floor, you know, do, do some stretches. Like I said earlier, meditation has helped. I, I put on some music that has no lyrics, you know, just to let my mind escape. That helps me um, more than anything, really. 
For someone who wants to kind of get into that meditation, did it take a while to fully be able to do it? You know, I've, I've tried a few times. I still want to, but I find yeah. myself having a really hard time with it. Uh, yeah, so I, I'm definitely no, um, like, monk, you know? <laughs> I definitely am not, like, a professional at meditation. <laughs> Um, and I, I, I want to get better too. Um, I do think the more I do it, the better I feel about practicing meditation. Um, really just absorbing everything, you know, that is in our mind that we don't allow ourselves to think about, you know, because we're, we're so busy living through life day to day. I have this to do, got to go to that later, this appointment, you know, absorbing everything that we kind of put on the back burner for 10 minutes has helped me so much. Just relax, you know, anything. Mm -hmm meditation I'll be like what was it that I was worried about again you know it makes you it makes you forget completely after meditation I want to reach out to some people because like I thought of them you know haven't spoke to that person in a while I should reach out or maybe I'll like go do something nice for myself you know like brush my teeth brush my hair you know just some kind of self basic level of self-care that that takes me away from trichotillomania definitely I'm wondering you know for myself maybe hey 10 start with 10 minutes a day do yes. you have 10 minutes? Great. Yes. 10 minutes is, I would say, my average. Okay. Do you have like a certain time you do it? Like maybe in the, when you wake up before bed? Yes, absolutely. It's usually early in the morning and, or I will, I, I say early because I usually wake up early, but usually when I wake up on weekends, maybe it's 10 a.m. when I work, wake up, but during the work week, maybe seven. Um, and then if I don't, get to it early in the day, then I will do it late. It is the last thing I do before I go to bed. Mm -hmm. Wow, I, I actually have fallen asleep during yoga once because it, I just I took like a late night class and I, the end where you relax and I fell, asleep. <laughs> I fell asleep. I was so like, my brain was just like, this is great, you know? So I, I definitely am interested in trying. Yeah, so zen. Yes, but I was a little bit embarrassed. The lights turned on. <laughs> That actually, I bet the instructor was very proud, like, wow. <laughs> um, with eyelashes, is there a certain brand that you like? Have you tried Magnetic? Yes. So Magnetic, um, I have not used because I, I hardly give myself a, a starting point with <laughs> lashes, if that makes any sense. Um, I primarily use strip lashes, and there's a brand that I love, Ardell. I love Ardell. Their faux mink collection is, is one of my favorites. Um, it, this is my natural, I mean, this, this is not my natural lashes, but this is my normal go-to look every day. And it's a little bold for some people, but I love it. I can give you an up-close, like, oh, side style. Oh, they're beautiful. Thank you. Oh, they're, yeah, they're perfect. Thank I'm you, yes. So I like that bold, defined look. Um, and it, it gives me what I want and it achieves that volume, even though I have nothing there. Um, mm -hmm. The other brands, I'm trying to think, I don't think there's any that I, I necessarily dislike. They all stay with the glue that I use. I use Duo glue. Okay. And I use the one in the orange box and, it, and the glue itself is actually black. Mm. So, yes, I love, and literally it is not advertised enough. Not, not many people know about it and it's in the uh, usually I I would use the white that dries clear mm -hmm. but actual glue that I use is black and it dries black and I love that because I can pop it on over my liner and then put my my lash on and it looks very seamless 
Yeah, duo. I'm going to have to have you send me the link duo. to the duo. What? Yeah, I, I, actually, give me one second. I'll yeah. get it. This is wonderful. I use the clear, and sometimes it's not clear. This is exciting. Sorry, I have a, a no. That's okay. Anthem, All right. Oh, this sorry. Looks like duo. Oh. And it comes out black, and it dries black. And it's a, it's like a, like almost like a liquid liner. Yes, absolutely. It's so easy to use. Oh my gosh. It's in the orange box. There's only one black that they have. It's in the orange box. Mm -hmm. I. Where do you get it? On the internet. Target. Uh, Walmart. Wow. Yeah. I'm here with like my grayish, supposed to be clear, but very obvious. I understand. Uh, trust me, I understand. Game changer. Game changer. That's <laughs> great. I'm actually going to buy <laughs> afterwards. Yes. Um, have you ever tried any like serums or anything? How about like, what do you do for like, you know, self-care with the face? Is there any like masks? What do you like to yeah. do regarding that? Uh so there's a brand that Ulta carries. They actually just redid all of their packaging. I still have some of their products from their older line, but it's called Exuviance. And um, as far as self-care goes, not, not surgically, but like, um, but like what I get done regularly um, would be Botox. I'm a fan of Botox. And I think that it has given me, a, you know, an assurance that like I can focus on my face and it not be a negative thing, you know? Um, I have Botox in my forehead and around my eyebrows, also underneath my nose. Um, and that is something that I get done regularly. I've gotten my lips done once. And then aside from that, just very simple skincare. Um, I am struggling with hormonal acne at the moment. And something that I've been doing with that is using a skincare line made for people suffering with acne. Hmm. Uh, they're called Mother Dirt. I actually just did a collaboration with them. And it's working. Um, so anyways, yeah, I, I would say normal, you know, heavy moisturizers at nighttime during the day using some kind of SPF product. And then other than that, I do like Lancome's um, serum. I can't remember what it's called at the moment, but it keeps everything firm without looking and being artificial, if that makes any sense. Yeah, that's great. I think I read a post of yours fairly recently about you think maybe you had gone to work without falsies on. Yes. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes. Okay. So um, that was very recently and I've actually done it three times now. My coworkers for the most part are, are um, younger. My store manager is 30 and I work at a jewelry store. So everybody knows um, my store manager is 30. The assistant manager is 32, I think. They're, they're all in their young 30s. And then my main boss is 40. And then my eldest coworker is in her 60s, I believe. Um, so I have a very mature, you know, surrounding. I have a very mature workplace. And so um, I've only ever discussed it with the ladies there, not, not my boss who's 40. He's a guy. Um, but they've all been super accepting. And I think I am the only person they know with trick. And they've never made me feel awkward for it. They never really like pose questions about it, but they're always accepting when the topic comes up and I, I share it with them, you know? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so I felt very comfortable at work with no lashes on. That's, that's wonderful. You know, I'm so happy for you.
Thank you. I think, you know, when you're younger, a lot of times, you know, other children, other teenagers, they come at the questions in a way that's like, what's that? You know, but when you're older, you know, I find that it's more of like, a, oh, what is that? Like more wanting to understand. Yes, yes. It's very, it's very much less direct. And it's more from a, I think children and adults uh, are both inquisitive about it. But the softer approach is very, is very uh, relieving for me because I used to nanny at one point and one little girl I'll never forget. She's like, why are your eyes bald? Do you have cancer? And I'm like, no, I don't have cancer. Mm -hmm. you know, and keep it fresh and they keep it, you know, comical. Um, mm -hmm. and adults, whenever they've asked me, they're just like, um, what, what is going on up there near your eyes? <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes, I, I have coworkers I've shared uh, with and I will like touch my hair. I won't even like do anything. I will touch it. They're like, stop it. You know, don't. Oh, yes. And I'm thinking, you know, that's cute. I'm not doing it. You know, I'm not doing it right now. But I'm so happy that you care enough to want to tell me to stop. Yes, absolutely. It's very sweet and it's cute that they keep that in the back of their minds, you know, and recognize when you're touching your hair. That's associated with trichotillomania. You better stop. <laughs> Yeah, and I and I hope that now that they know, and I'm sure your coworkers too, they'll probably run into someone else. Oh yes, absolutely. Some of my coworkers actually um, have under they've heard of the condition itself, but you know never understood. Oh, you actually consciously pull out your hair. Uh, what is the condition? Is it alopecia, or yeah. it's like it's balding, like hair. Yeah. One of my coworkers actually thought that it was that, and I'm like, no, no, no. Um, I actually want to pull out my hair and then I pull out my hair. And I like it. Like, I like it when I do it. Like, yeah. You know I mean? Yeah. Some people are like, it hurts. It hurts. It must it. Like, it must hurt. And I'm like, like, honestly, I'm immune to that pain now, you know? Yeah. And I feel like, I don't know about you. I'm assuming probably the same. You can tell which lashes are going to have that big bulb that's going to make your eyes water. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> God, it's such a, it is such a fast, I would love to know the science. You know, I, I definitely haven't done enough research like you have being an author and, and writing, you know, professionally on the topic. I was on a medication in, in fourth grade um, and I was on it briefly because it made me a couch potato. My doctor said it was supposed to lower any kind of, um, any kind of urge, you know, to cause self-harm. That's how he describes it to my parents. But it made me not want to do anything. My, I think I gained, as a child in fourth grade, I gained like 20-ish pounds in a matter of like two and a half months. Wow. Yeah. That, I just ate all day. My parents were like, okay, this, this medication is not working. It is making her not want to do anything. And yes, my eyelashes were growing, but I gained so much weight in, in such a short period of time. My parents were like, this is not the solution. Mm -hmm. And I also think it's important to know, like, you know, you felt sluggish, like you yeah. weren't. And it's like, well, I, I still want to be myself. And yeah. rather be alive. Right. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I notice when I'm sick, I don't pull. Are you the same? Like if you're like feeling under the weather, I'm coughing or fever. Yes, when I feel like I'm focused on something else going on with me and my body, I definitely understand that. It is, it is kind of like you put trick and trick becomes, 
you know, lost in the back of your brain when you're focused on something else. And I see you have a dog, a cute dog, I might. Yes. How, how has, do you, do you notice any difference, be, you know, having a dog? Is this your first dog? You know, how does the love for the dog maybe even make you forget about Trick for some time? Absolutely. And I, I will say that her puppy phase um, helped me tremendously grow eyelashes because I didn't have time <laughs> for, for, you know, that. Um, I actually have a cat as well. So Taylor and I, my boyfriend, we have a dog and a cat and she really, and, and my cat as well, he, they both are like children, you know, their needs come before your own. And as a, as a pet owner, are, are you a pet owner? Yes, I have a dog. So you understand it's like you are always in tune with their emotions, what they're wanting, what they need, what do, they need to be played with, they need to be walked, you know? So I will say it has definitely uh, kept me, um, concentrated, you know, for her and for my cat's needs too, um, rather than being, you know, so like, you know, invested with what's going on in my mind. And, and I do care for them immensely. And they've been such a great distraction for me. You know, mm -hmm. I, definitely, I definitely would recommend for any um, person with trichotillomania to own a pet. Mm -hmm. My the other day, I was going to tutor online. And I say hi to my dog, you know, he's licking my face. And oh. he licked my lashes off. <laughs> tutoring so I was just like you know what whatever like they can't tell on zoom yes so off but I'm like at first it was dangling I'm like this oh, is I, oh oh I have a if we have time later I have a hilarious story about a lash that's halfway on well do you want to tell me now or is it in private okay this was in 2014 my parents and I took a cruise to the Bahamas from Florida so just a short you know down and back <laughs> Um, and on this cruise, for whatever reason, there were more Canadians than there were Americans. And I'm like, okay, whatever, you know, whatever, it's cool. So um, the children or like uh, older teen or like younger teens, but older children, we were all like hanging out, getting to know each other. We were all in the little children's club on the cruise. And um, a guy... A, a Canadian guy, I think from some area near Vancouver, um, like asserted himself and was like, do you, do you and I want to be girlfriend and boyfriend for this cruise? And I'm like, uh, actually, no, but I will be your friend. <laughs> so we were like hanging out and my mom had allowed me, not really allowed me, but helped me start wearing false eyelashes as a young teenager. And we, we were on the pool deck, he and I, and it's windy. It was so windy that day. And one of my lashes, and you know, when lashes get slightly wet, hmm. they become 20 pounds and they come off so easily. So we had been sitting near the pool. My face had gotten splashed. My eyes were drooping like this. I could really see. And the wind was going, going. <laughs> Oh, fast. And my lash, one of them was like dangling <laughs> on her corner. And the boy turned and looked at me and he said, what is happening to your eye? And I was like, oh my God, I don't know. I don't know. So like, I just <laughs> my face and I ran to the bathroom and I never saw him again that entire cruise. I never saw, literally, I was so embarrassed. I was like, I can't talk to him. I cannot. So I have, I was so scared the rest of those five days on that boat that I was going to run into him. It was oh. the most embarrassing. <laughs> that, 
Yeah, with with you know anything that's kind of added on the fake eyelashes, it 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 as great as it is, I find it also is another area for stress. They're falling. Yeah. Have to bring the glue with you. You know, it helps, but also kind of yes, stress as well. The day you can feel when a corner pops, you know, you can feel it. Mm hmm. Oh yeah. yeah. And I used to wear. I have I have extensions in now. I have oh. tape. It looks amazing. I love it. Thank you. I'm like really happy. I mean, I, uh, and it act they've actually helped me stop pulling, but like even, you know, I think you can like see the tape. Oh, adhered. Yes. So even that I, you know, I love this. It's definitely helping me, you know, you know, help my urges, but I'm always, I'm always a little nervous. Hey, can you see it? You know? Yes, absolutely. My grandmother, you know, who I mentioned had tricks. She was always so, um, adamant on making sure that where it laid to her scalp was perfect. And it made more sense when I found out she actually had trick, you know, mm -hmm. um, like she's always touching her, you know, but it, it makes sense now. Yeah. Cause she was, you know, she was concerned about it looking good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's, and I'm so happy and like thankful that there are things that make me more comfortable, you know, being, um, you know, the hair, and you know, there's so many options, even for people, like I just have the tape-ins, but there's actual hair that you can, you know, glue, surgically glue. That, that is a game changer. Yes, absolutely. Yes, I'm very happy for, and, and society as well, how accepting we've become, you know, of mental health and struggles. Um, mm -hmm. I imagine growing up in my grandmother's era, you know, they must've been very hurtful to her. So mm -hmm. now, and when I don't wear eyelashes, you know, whatever it's okay you know some days i'm more confident than others but now it's a chance to shave off your brows and nobody even cares right right and i and once again you know this has been an absolute pleasure i i'm so thankful to have met you and to be able to speak with you in your photo i like i you know can you sign me like a copy like print it out and sign one for me or something it's so amazing really like i can't you know all the little girls and the little boys and the little people who see that, that have trick and say, wow, you know, I can be a fashion model and successful and happy. Um, oh my God, I'm like about to cry. Um, but you know, because when you're, when you're little like that, you don't know any better. Like you don't know that there's other people like that out there to be able to see you. Um, it's just, you know, that, that beacon of hope that like, Hey, like things are going to be, things are going to be good. Yes, I agree. All right. Well, and thank you for writing your book. Um, thank you for being an advocate for a lot of us. You know, um, it, it really is the community that, that keeps me, you know, involved and, and feeling less alone when some days are extremely, extremely hard. So I'm very grateful for all of the literature, literally, that you share um, that, that helps aid, you know, the, the comfort and, and brings us together. So thank you. Thank you so much. And I'm, you know, kind of close to you. I live in Florida, so maybe I'll oh, oh, really? see if we can, you know, see each other when it's like safe. Which, which part of Florida? I live in West Palm Beach. So I'm oh. like, yeah. Hey, I'm in Shreveport. You know, I, I grew up in Georgia. So hey, neighbor. <laughs> well, I will talk to you soon, I'm sure. But it has been a pleasure. Thank you so much. And Likewise. Thank you for this opportunity. Thank you. See you later. Bye, everyone. Bye.